You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Barbill in Rochester, New York, welcome to It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove, we said we were taking the show on the road, and here we are. Let's go. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right, you're 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 watching here, but we, we're actually sitting across from each other. People don't know that. <laughs> I was so worried that we were going to have to do this entire thing in just silence. So please go back, everybody, to small talk and enjoying yourselves. It's really, really weird talking when everybody's sitting there watching. People always ask you, like, oh, you're on TV. You don't get like uncomfortable, do you? Oh, I get so uncomfortable. Absolutely. I feel all of the eyes in the back of my head right now. This is so creepy. But I thank always, you all for coming. This is amazing. I always say, I always say just envision, if you're really nervous on stage, envision everybody else in their underwear. So everybody's envisioning you in their underwear. Yeah, right that's great. Just what they all want to see, I'm sure. Hey, 1129 Empire Boulevard in Rochester. Thank you so much, Bar Bill. It's a great staff. They're having us out. We got lots of wings. We got drinks. We got really good conversation. And we got a Buffalo Bills practice today. That there was a. You hear that silence? That was what it was like when Josh Allen went down today yeah. at training camp practice. We have to start off with that. What did you see from your vantage point? Well, it happened like five feet away from me. So we are now allowed to say kind of things that are happening at practice. We can't go into crazy detail. So what I can tell you is it was not a play where Josh Allen was throwing, and uh, it was not a play where he was running. That's what I can tell you. So get a little bit creative when you're thinking about it. The play happened right in front of me. He was running to the sideline. He got taken down pretty hard. By now, I think most people probably know it was a guy who is a lot of people immediately say like, oh, that player's getting cut. That player wow. ain't getting cut. It's not happening. He made a really, really big play let against the just, Ravens in the playoffs. Josh was catching a pass and Taron Johnson was covering him. It's been out there. We can say Yeah, it. okay. It's been out there. So Taron takes him to the ground. He very clearly was trying to slow down. Like he didn't I take him to the ground. No, he, he, Josh he, fell and he, he looked him, right? like he was trying to catch him and stop him from ultimately yes. going to the ground. It happened right in front of me, like I said. Josh was probably down for five seconds or so, got up, started laughing, immediately went to Dawson, who, you know, threw the pass to him basically. They seemed like it was fine. They ended practice on that play, and then a couple minutes later, he went over to Taron Johnson, kind of slapped him up, gave him a hug. It made it seem like they were good. Then Josh, there was a ton of national media at practice today, yeah. so he kind of did like the media tour. So he was walking all over the campus, and, you know, it, it did not seem like he was running everywhere, but it also seems like he was pretty fine. Like, he signed autographs. He was meeting people. He was going to do all these interviews. It didn't seem like there was anything crazy that happened. So there's two components to this, all right? Yeah. Number one, it's the play to make sure Josh is okay, which yeah. we think he is. I mean, would you be stunned if he didn't practice tomorrow just to kind of precautionary, hey, make yes. sure he's okay? I don't know. Um, but there's a second component. Yes. Why is Ken Dorsey running this play in a setting where it's the first day of pads and guys are flying around? I think there's got to be a question asked about 
whether that was the smartest thing to do or not. Well, here's my counterpoint. I think a lot of people last year said that Ken Dorsey was not creative enough. These are things that we saw with Brian Dable. Heck, they were in the exact same play in Tennessee on Monday Night Football on yeah. a two-point conversion, and it worked. So there's something to be said about if you are going to implement these plays that you need to at least practice them in some setting. And there is no place more familiar and safe than at your own training camp on the first day when even though everybody says they're going 100%, they're not actually going 100%. I would tell you, though, that that's fine. Run that play as much as you want. Run it in a walkthrough. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right, but I don't think anything really happened. Like, it was very fluky. Like, that could have happened to Josh in any situation. That could have happened to Josh just dropping back and somebody not making contact with him but bumping into him, and then he falls on the ground. Like, it did not seem like when they went over that play – I don't think the plan was for him to fall onto the ground and lie no, there for a couple of seconds. I just think you can minimize the risk of anything like that happening if you say, look, I mean, this is a play we want to work on, but if you put them in that environment where guys have pads on and they're flying around, something could happen that you don't want. I, I understand. Something can happen on any play where somebody slips, hits his leg. You never want that to happen. I would venture a guess, though, that we will not see anything like that in a – padded setting going forward you know that scene in christmas story where he's got all the coats on and he can barely get up and he's rolling around he's like i can't put my arms down that's how i feel like we're gonna see josh for the rest of training camp basically like in bubble wrap and it's like do not touch josh do not get anywhere close to josh yes. and honestly you see everything that's happening around the league every single year at training camp the most important thing is getting out of this healthy like there's going to be players that get nicked up along the way making sure that your starting players, your superstar players, are ready to go for the Jets on September 11th. That's the most important thing. Well, Sean McDermott said prior to, was it Sunday's practice, mm -hmm. that there have been no significant injuries of note. There were a couple guys get banged up. I think Coulter, the wide receiver, might today he today he left the field. Looked like it could be something mm -hmm. that maybe to monitor. We had Kyron Brown, the cornerback, and wide receiver uh, Brian Thompson. Otherwise... Looks like everything's been good other than the, obviously the Naeem Hines injury yeah. right before camp. Let me ask you this. So by the time people listen to this, maybe we'll already know the answer. Do you think there's a chance they sit Josh for a day just to say, let's well, make sure you're, I, I mean, I don't know any, I have no info on it. Yeah. I do think there's a chance. Mm -hmm. I think there's a chance because why they have an off day on Wednesday. Yeah. You sit him one day or maybe you dial him back a little bit, but yeah. you don't have to sit him. Make you sure that the only thing he's doing, he's maybe he takes no team reps, just individual reps. Yeah. The limited, like, designation when we go out to regular practice. Yeah, well, it's like the whole week of the Minnesota Vikings game where we had no idea, was he going to play, was he not going to play, what was he going to do, what was he not going to do. I think I heard him say to multiple people while sitting there walking around that he was fine. He made it clear that he – although what else was he going to say? He wasn't going to say, like, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. He made it seem like everything was okay. I mean, the guy's a semi-truck. I think that he's going to be fine. You obviously don't want this stuff to happen, but I did not leave practice overly concerned about Josh, Josh's status. I agree with you there. We'll see where it goes. In the meantime, there have been some players that have been standing out. We're going to get to those in a little while. Before we do, off-field news, great news. On Sunday, yes. Kim Pagula was at practice. She stayed in the vehicle that she was yes. in with Terry and the family and security right mm -hmm. there, but Matt, 14 months removed, essentially, yeah. from her medical event. And I say it like that because I don't want to get it wrong if I say it that's wrong. Yeah. So you can do, correct me, cardiac arrest, mm -hmm. um, heart attack, stroke, wake, the, the way you want to term it. I say medical event because of that. In any regard, just want to be respectful. 
it was great to see her, mm -hmm. the fact that she was just out there. For sure. I think that that's a step in the right direction, right? You went from seeing her everywhere, every place. Sabres, Bills, events in the community. She was all over the place. She was super involved. That's one of the reasons why so many people love her. And then for her to not be around. Like, I remember the stadium ceremony for the groundbreaking. And it was weird that she wasn't there. And you wondered, like, man, I really wish that she could have been there. And I know a lot of people probably felt the same way because she was so involved in those negotiations before everything happened. So I think this is a step in the right direction. Obviously, making sure she's healthy is the most important thing. But it's a good sign as you continue to try and, you know, battle your way back, get healthier. And who knows if life ever gets back to what it was. But hopefully just being more involved and being more around. I think that's what everybody wants to see. No doubt about it. A great step. Great news. Kim Bagula showing up at practice. So you and I are both Italian. We both talk a lot. We both use our hands. Yeah. I'm worried one of these glasses is going to fall because you're sitting there. Shaking Am I shaking you. the table? No, no, it's okay. And I love it because I'm like, this is great. Matt yeah. Talk hands like I do. Uh -huh. I'm away from it, but I bet you I'd be doing it. Thank God I'm not here because I think we would actually like shake these drinks down basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we do, then we're going to have to cut the podcast short <laughs> because they might short circuit a little bit. But, you know, that's well, just the way it is. We're not going to be eating during the podcast. We're going to do that a little bit later. Uh, when we do eat, we're going to be getting some wings real quick off the top. Favorite wing from Barbell. Cajun honey butter barbecue. It's not even a question. I don't even think there's anything. Cajun honey barbecue. Cajun honey butter barbecue. Oh. Have you never had this wing? I have not. Oh, my gosh. Tonight will be the first time. because Tonight you get to try it. Cajun honey butter barbecue is legitimately, I'm not just saying this because we're here, my favorite wing on the planet. Not okay. kidding. It is that good. I think it's like the favorite wing of most of the guys on the team, too. Probably I mean, Barbell's right. right there. It's 10 minutes from the stadium. They go right. a ton. I, I can't believe that you've never had it. Like that, I'm almost like a little bit like shocked that you haven't had it. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I may have had it at other places. I've had it, haven't had had it at Barbell. You got to have it tonight. Okay. And Jenna's going to try it also. Jenna Cottrell from Wham just walked in. She's gonna, she's have you had it? But not Cajun honey butter barbecue. Okay. We're gonna we're, we'll have Jenna join us here in a little while. Talk some wings. Yes. Talk about the Buffalo Bills. Um. By the way, you bring it up a great point. Barbell and in, in Rochester. Barbell and East Aurora. I mean, they've expanded out here. And, and Clarence. Clarence. And the North Towns. Go North so, Towns. That's right. So wherever you want to go, there's going to be a bar bill somewhere. And, uh -huh. You know, we're really happy that they're having you know, us here. You know about the whole regular thing at the East Aurora location, that if you're a regular, you get the mug and it stays on the wall? No. So back in the day, I mean, I guess it started years and years and years ago. I don't know if it still goes on because I don't spend a ton of time in East Aurora. But I do know back in the day, like my dad went to bar bill all the time because he was an East Aurora guy. He lived yeah. right on the border of Elma and East Aurora. They've been cranking out unbelievable wings for a long. And it's not just wings. It's beef on whack, too. All right. So are you, you a beef on whack guy? Um, yes, I do like beef on whack. Yeah. I actually went to the Bison's game at beef on whack, like about three weeks ago. Where'd you ago. go? The Bison's game. Oh, they got good ones there? Yeah, beef on whack sitting right there. You can get it some right there. They have a beef on whack station, you know, to go and they have a pizza station and whatever, yeah. ice cream. And there was beef on whack right there. Um, audio, if you're listening on audio, thank you so much. iTunes, Spotify, wherever that is, but we are on video. We're doing this on video today. However you consume us, we totally appreciate it at Sal Sports on the YouTube channel. So. Thank you. All right. Let's get into training camp and some of the on-field issues that are going on. I say, shouldn't say it like an issue, like a problem, but some of the hot topics we've been talking about, including who's going to win the middle linebacker spot. Yeah. Why wow, you're going right to the linebacker, huh? I love it. I do. Holding hold back no punches. I, listen. We've got entire episodes about middle linebacker. Well, let's do it. 
middle linebacker, Balen Spector, Tyrell Dotson, Terrell Bernard, AJ Klein. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like every single one of them is getting run. Balen Spector has gone from the second team to the first team back to the third team. And I don't think that's because of his play. No. I think that's because that's the plan to get these guys more reps. Yeah. Well, I think that for Balen Spector, that's how he's going to make the team. I'm not ready to talk about Balen Spector as the starting middle linebacker on this team, but I am willing to say, like, I think he's going to make the team. That was not a foregone conclusion a week ago. But, I mean, they're giving him reps all over the place. They like the versatility. I would still say I do not think he's the favorite to win the job. I don't know. Do you think that, Do you think he is? No. Who do you think is? Tyrell Dodson. So do I. I think Terrell Bernard has an, a golden opportunity to take that. The reason I think it's Tyrell Dodson is because of actually a question that you asked Von Miller the first day and his response oh, yeah. to it with his tone. Good observation, like he, to me, made that seem like it's going to be him. Not like, oh, well, we'll see if it's him. Because I know he got those first team reps that first day. He made it sound like, you know, Von's a pretty convincing guy. He made it sound like, yeah, that's the guy. What do you mean a competition? That's Tyrell Dodson's job. Of course, that changes day by day. I like what we've seen from Terrell Bernard. I think Bale Inspector has overall been solid. Bale Inspector getting a little bit of run at different spots. I Look, I think this team has operated in a manner which leads me to believe that Tyrell Dodson will be the starter until someone takes the job from him because Sean McDermott, generally plays the person he feels is the safest and not going to hurt him the most. Yeah, well, that's why I think Tyrell Dodson's the favorite there, and that's why I still think Dane Jackson, even though I don't necessarily agree with it, is probably the favorite to win this cornerback two job. I think that they will go with the guys they know. Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. You say still. We did Jenna no, sitting here. I, I never said that I thought he shouldn't, or excuse me, that he should. I think they shouldn't. That's we different. Asked, didn't we ask on this podcast not long ago yeah. who's going to win the job? I didn't think he was going to. I think he will now. Okay. Just the See, way. See now that's right. So now you're now you're saying I got five now days. I got now five. I got five days under my belt. But you think Dane or do you? Think, oh, listen to this. I convinced you guys. Well, no, she D. was. I think she I was with D. you. Okay, get Jenna in here for a second. Get over here and get on the mic. Get Jenna. Okay, wait. You're both you're both with me now. Yeah. Okay. The question was a month ago. Jenna Cottrell, Buffalo Plus, thirteen Wham, joining okay. us. Jenna, don't be nervous. You're on camera. I know. Oh my okay. god. I I wore I a hoodie because I thought we would be casual. <laughs> it's okay. 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 A month ago, we said on this podcast, who's going to win the job? I had Jane Jackson, Dane Jackson. You had Kyrie. Yeah. You had Benford. I think I had Kair. You had Benford, yeah, maybe? Benford. Something had, like that, right? yes. Okay. yes. And the reason I gave was exactly what we said. Sean McDermott plays the guy. It gives him, and until someone takes that job, I can't see it. Now, I get why you think he could. they could take the job. What do you think now, a month later? I think it's almost similar to middle linebacker, where McDermott would want the younger guys to win. But at the same point, he's going to go with the trusted hand. And they're going to go to the player that wins the job that they can trust and rely on. And because of that, I do think it's going to be Dane. Okay. And I think, too, with both of the jobs, everywhere else on this team is so dynamic defensively. Like with your pass rushers, with your corners, well, I guess Tredavious, with your safeties. 
those almost should be spots where they're not going to hurt you. Not that they're going to like take over and win you games. And I feel like that's actually, I've grown up a little bit because a couple months ago, I would have said like, you got to take the guy with the highest upside. But I think that's still a little naive because you got to remember like this team's in their window. This team could win a Super Bowl. Like don't give yourself more questions that you need to. You look like you're about to say. I think it's, this team is so good. It is a competition. You have to win it. You have to earn it. It's not the upside. I think this team is too good to be like, well, you'll take some licks in the field. It's like, who can be the guy that can be the guy? And they want to figure that out sooner rather than later. And I think Dane has had a lot of experience already. And you're right. The upside for a Benford or a Kyir Elam is higher. The floor is lower. What, what, What has been the criticism of this team, this defense, in the biggest of moments, maybe too little too passive. Yeah, not aggressive so enough. Isn't there, isn't there at least an argument to be made for one of the other guys that don't go with the safe guy? Mm-hmm. Go with the guy that might make the play, even though, sure, there's a risk there, but the, the reward might be better. You know, what's weird is we keep talking about, like, Kyir Elam. Kyir Elam had an interception in the red zone against Patrick Mahomes in the Chief, and that turned out to be a crucial play in that game. Kyir Elam had an interception against the Dolphins in a playoff game. So in big moments, he has made big plays. But for whatever the reason, it just seems like he can't completely solidify the job. Maybe they are being overcautious with him. I still think, though, if he doesn't win the job, it is a disappointment given it's a second year. They used a first-round pick on him. I mean, we're going to talk later in this podcast about Dalton Kincaid. Like, the expectations are now through the roof. He was picked earlier than Dalton Kincaid was a year ago. Uh, look, I I agree with all of that about these guys, but this team is trying to win a Super Bowl, and it just feels like you're going to have to go even above and beyond the guy who was our corner one last year when Tredavious White was out. Not just make a few plays, but I think McDermott, I think the way they operate is I just can't leave anything to chance that I think you could get beat in a really bad situation. As much as you might make a play, I'd rather have the 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 re, the risk taken out of it, even though I'm not getting the reward. Yeah. No, I, I think that's very fair. And you could make a point to either side. You could say, go with the younger guy. There's so much more upside. There's so much more talent. Let him develop. Let him get burned. But also, I get why you're like, this Bill schedule is hard. Like There are not a lot of easy games. They need to win. They need to win in the division. They need to start off with a fast start to the season. So it's like, I get why you would have Dane Jackson in there because he's kind of the, I don't want to say safety blanket, but you know what you're getting. Whereas some of the other guys, maybe there is the potential for them to make big plays, but there are potential for them to cost you on big plays as well. I drove for a long time a Toyota RAV4, okay? (laughs) I feel like that's the conversation. It got me from point A to point B every single time. I got 200,000 miles out of that thing. I drove it into the ground. I feel like that's the conversation here. It's like that's the safe thing. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. It. It's not the flashiest thing in the world, right. but it did the job. Right. But then eventually it was time to move on. And we <laughs> moved on. But for a long time, it just kept fighting. That thing just made that got towed out of my driveway so many times. <laughs> and it always made its way back, man. That little Toyota RAV4. All right, Jenna, stick around, but before you leave here, what's your favorite type of wing? My favorite type of wing? Chicken wing. Okay. First of all, I'm a flats gal. Like, I'm team flats. Flats all the way. Flats. You can leave now. No. Okay. Drums, right? Yeah. Drums, baby. Yeah. See, okay. I'm getting I'm getting praise from outside. You got, you got super fan Sarah See, no, over but here. This is good. This is good because we can split wings and not you, we don't have to fight. It's not a territory say, battle. 
I've come around to flats more old as I've, I've I aged and matured. Exactly. Because I eat them a certain way to really, then you, I, oh, this is why. Yes. See, you're, you're becoming more mature. You have yeah. better taste as you get older. The flats are where it's at. I think for me, I mean, I do love occasion. I love lemon pepper too. Like I feel like lemon pepper is severely underrated, yeah. but then also like classic hot buffalo wings. Yeah. Like that's, that's also where it's at. Give me a good place in Rochester besides Barbell, like a really good wing place besides Barbell, because they only opened about a month ago here. We're here right at the end of training camp. Obviously, we know a lot about Barbell from Buffalo, from Clarence and from East Aurora. Are there any other places here that really do a good job? I like Genes like Genesee Brewery. I like their wings. I think they're pretty good. But there's like I feel like the the standard wing you get anywhere in Rochester is pretty good. Like I feel like there's a place I'm forgetting. But we hang out at the Pittsburgh Pub. I like their wings. I was gonna we say, go I feel like I feel like everyone in Western New York takes yeah. pride in their wings for the most part. So I feel like Thanks. you're gonna get a good wing really wherever you go. Some wings are exceptional, yeah. but for the most part, like I'll go and I'll travel, and other places you go down like South, yeah, or they're awful. I'm like, what do you? It's simple. It's you I fry know. it, you put it in the sauce, you toss it. I'm like, why is it so bad? Mike Catalana just walked in, <laughs> and we're like, you can this with me we're in, we're in Rochester, yeah, and I think the entire room just <laughs> stopped basically yeah. because Catalana was here. This is impressive. Is there like a smoke machine that he traveled? It's just like they put it out when you walk in the door or something. Right, I'm gonna turn the camera there for you, buddy. There we go. Now I am not right? kidding. Wherever we go, we go yes. wherever we go, yes, I travel sir. with Mike a lot, yes, obviously sir, for work and. It's just constant Mike Catalana. Are you Mike Catalana? Oh my God, that's Mike Catalana. Is that, and they'll ask me, is that, is that Mike? And I'm like, yep, yeah, that's him. He's the mayor, unofficial mayor. <laughs> Sal and I live with this. Just because you're Italian. <laughs> um, well, there's a reason why it's not called a selfie in Buffalo. It's called a selfie. Oh. <laughs> oh. You can take one before you leave. Listen, we're talking about favorite wing. What's your favorite wing? Favorite win? Wow. Wing, wing. Oh, oh, wing. Oh, oh, I thought you said win. I thought we were talking football. I, I am, I am not, I am a, I am a regular hot, crispy wing guy. Yeah. I like medium wings. I mean, is there something wrong with that? No, I like hot. It's the Toyota F4. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, but there's better. When I drove my RAV4, I knew, like, this isn't the best car on the planet. Yeah, but there's times that wings get, so far off the track, they're almost like not even. Have you ever been to wing? Have you ever been to Wing Fest in Buffalo? I want to so it's pretty. I'm actually judging it this year. No, no, no big deal. No big deal. And there's like a peanut butter and jelly wing. Like that's a little bit excessive. That's so kind that's of ridiculous. Where you draw the line. If it was just peanut butter, you'd be fine with it, right? <laughs> have you ever had a burger with peanut butter on it? Yeah, I tried that once. It's it was okay. Good. It was okay. Like you'd get it again. It's a gimmick. No, I wouldn't get it again. I tried it once. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. Let me ask you this. While we have you, and yeah. we're not talking about chicken wings, give yes. me your most impressive player at training camp up to this point. I know it's a loaded question. No, it's not a loaded question. I, I got to say, this is this is so – watch this. Oh, she thinks she knows. I think I know. I'm going to say Diggs. I was going to say Diggs. Ooh. Because the bar is so high, yeah. and I think he's exceeded it, especially this early in camp. I mean, when, you know, a lot of times guys cruise a little bit. No cruising for him. He is killing it. You know what's incredible is we went into the first day of training camp, and the whole Stefan Diggs off-the-field drama was such a thing. And then yeah. from that moment, first off, he destroyed that press conference. He did an unbelievable job. 
And then he has been so, so I don't even think it's close of anybody else. Like he has been far and away the best player on the field every single day they have played. It's almost automatic. And I know some of that goes to Josh. Sal's got something here. Sal's got, got something. something. Best player, maybe. Most impressive though, because I he has this bar yeah. like that he, yeah. he right. I have a different guy for most impressive. All Is right, it Dalton Kincaid? Dalton Kincaid. He's a rookie tight end. And yeah. like you don't come in this league as a rookie tight end and do the things we're seeing him do on a daily basis, as good as he's been doing it. I am so excited, Mike and Jetta here, for Dalton Kincaid and what he can bring. Yeah, I mean, the expectations for even a first-round pick are, you know, each step you would look at Kincaid. It's funny, the first day I said to the guys, uh, we got to put a moratorium on talking about Kincaid. It's the first day, and everybody's asking, and then Sean, the whole, let him have a practice. And then I watched him the next day, and I'm like, man, this guy looks good. <laughs> and he does. Now, now I don't think they're going to ask him to block a lot. I don't. He hasn't been hit, really, by anybody yet. I mean, he talked about playing at Utah where he had more fans at Fisher than he had at Utah. <laughs> so all those things will be adjustments. But he, he operates on the field like a guy who knows what he's doing. He's just so smooth. Yeah. Like I see him, he looks yes. so poised, the catch radius, just his ability. And he, he feels like he already has that rapport with Josh and just seeing that. Like Mike is right. I mean, the expectations are Mike is right. No, I shouldn't have said oh, that. Mike I should have phrased that wrong. Wait, does that happen a lot at work? You guys work together. Does, do you, does uh, she say Mike is right? Uh sometimes. Not a lot. I definitely I say Dan is wrong. Dan, Dan is Fates wrong. is wrong all the time. That's Dan Pace, by the way, she's referring to. The one thing I will say is, so we are recording this on Monday night. Monday was the first day when they had pads on, yep. and that was a big step for Dalton Kincaid because you're for like, sure. okay, anybody can look good in a T-shirt and shorts. Like, how do you look when you actually have pads on? And these guys are prideful. Like, they don't want a rookie coming in here and showing them up, all to, like, right out the bat, and – he continued like he had another good day today. And it's these little things of like him lining up in the slot and then being able to put the ball just a little bit further away from the linebacker or just a little bit closer to the sideline because he has that extensive catch radius that they didn't have with Cole Beasley. And I hate comparing him to a guy that played right. a completely different position, but it does feel like that's how they're going to use him. I remember talking to you about the podcast about like if he would set Bill's rookie tight end records, if he doesn't shatter them, he only needs it, is a, it is a disappointment. Is the Bills rookie tight end record. I, the Bills have a horrendous history of tight end production. Yeah. So he, there's a lot of numbers out there that a guy who can catch the ball can get. Who to. is the best tight end in Bill's history? I don't even know. Metzlers. Metzlers, yeah. Okay. Like, it's I bad mean, that I, I probably so. don't even know that. I think there's not, like, be. a clear-cut answer. I actually think Dawson Knox is approaching that right now. He is. I mean, they had a guy, Jay Reimersma, for a few years. Yeah. I had such trouble with that name. I told these guys. <laughs> but, I mean, this was when it was like, oh, and remember when they got uh, – from the Miami Clay, everybody was like, "Oh, oh we're yeah. talking about Charles Clay." <laughs> yeah, some of the best seasons ever in Bills. And that's to his point about tight ends. He's one one of the most productive tight ends ever in a Bills uniform. Yeah, jo remember the Josh Allen the game in Miami. I, but I will say for the down. The game in Atlanta. You remember the game in Atlanta the year after they went to the Super Bowl? Charles Clay was unbelievable in that game. He made like a really great, like deep. I should like he was totally serviceable. He was dynamic, but, but the, the best. point is their history of pass catching tight ends, in especially when you know you go back way back, there weren't as many. But over the last 20 years, 
that has not been a position of strength at all. Yeah. No, Charles Clay was serviceable. He was not yeah. dynamic, and the Bills are hoping to have some type of dynamic thing, especially with Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. What do they talk about? The one-and-a-half personnel, all of that. But just seeing what Kincaid can do and the way he's been able to – what does Sean McDermott say? Like, stack good days – it's been impressive to see the rookie be able to do that. I, I'm, I look forward to continuing to watch him and see if he can continue to improve. What is the bar? How many catches does he need for you to say that this is – and I know there's a lot of factors here. I think 45 to 50, somewhere I was going to say, you sign I mean, up – you can't expect 60, 70 catches, I don't think. I think that's a little too unrealistic. There's one football to go around for a lot of weapons Yeah, here. but think about how many vacated targets they have because of all the guys that they brought in at the end of the year – Obviously, like there's a lot of things that they're going to need to figure out. That ball is going somewhere. Well, they still have Sherfield and yeah. Hardy. 50 catches is three a game. He better, right? I mean, Dawson Knox has been good. He's you know, high 30s, right? Yeah. No, 60 something now, but his, his rookie year at 30. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Hey, listen, well, we're going to have you guys come back on. Go, you go to your fan club, say hi. We're going to talk about a few more people. All right. This is Jenna. I think you guys know each other. By the way, talking about guys who look good in t-shirts and shorts, Mike Catalana. I've seen him in yeah, t-shirts and shorts. And Buffalo Plus merch. So, back on in a minute, all right? So all we right, talked we about Dalton yes. Kincaid probably enough. Do you want to get to our other training camp standouts five days in, five training camp standpoints up to the, standouts up to this point? I would like to talk about the other people we have on our list, yes. 